and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. Wait, episode number 128. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> I'm Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we're going over season six, episode 18, Forsaken. Forsaken. Uh, oh, crap. What's my AKA? Just this episode uh, is one lie. Yeah. There's something about cake is a lie. The cake is a lie. <laughs> That's my episode, AKA. I, you know, I got stuck on the last line of the episode and I feel like I don't want to give away the whole episode. Oh yeah. By saying not all girls who kiss on the first day are suspicious. <laughs> the end. We'll come back to that thought. <laughs> so this episode first aired on January 29th, 2003, written by Damon Kindler, directed by Andy Mitka. Our old friend, Dion Johnstone, is back as Warwick Finn. I was wondering where yeah. I knew that dude from. Oh, yeah. he's He's been everything. <laughs> Remember, he's the guy who's just everything? Yes. Yeah. All the things guy. Got it. Um, also, Martin Cummings, who plays Aiden Corson. So, do you watch Riverdale? I do. He's a sheriff on Riverdale. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. By the way, I enjoy Riverdale way more than I should. I was literally watching it this morning. I'm like halfway through the second season. I'm behind. Oh, okay. No, I I'm. I just started the second season. Okay. I wait for it to go on Netflix. That's what I... I don't remember where I... Maybe it was on CW. I don't yeah. remember. But I'm halfway through the second season. So he's Sheriff Keller. Yeah. I think Keller. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. That's Done. that's Aiden Corso. Good to know. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's funny because well, I'll I'll wait till we get there. Okay. So we start with Jack playing dumb <laughs> because we know for a fact he's into astronomy. Yeah. We know for a fact he has a telescope. He knows how a telescope's used. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, he's like, I'm looking into telescope and not seeing anything. Why are no things? I was waiting for him to make the vampire joke. <laughs> like that you can't see vampires through a telescope because of the mirrors. Mm-hmm. He no, didn't. No vampire joke. He didn't. But I'll be um, all right. Although, to be fair, um, during the day is when you can look at the sun and Sam is trying to look at the sun. Yeah. Although, look, trying to look at it at night. Guys, even through a telescope, do not look at the sun unless you have... Sounds like a really bad idea. You can. You have to have special filters. Got it. You can 100% look at the sun through a telescope. If you know what you're doing... And you have the right filters. And you have the right filters. Otherwise, you will burn your retinas out. That feels about right. It's the same as looking at the sun during, like, the total solar eclipse. Just don't do it... Yeah. ...if you don't have the right filter. It feels like... It's... I don't know exactly how telescopes work, so bear with There's me. There's various methods, but it's but the yes. idea of like you're magnifying something and yes. you're magnifying yes. the sun. Well, maybe don't look at that directly. It's not necessarily going to. It's not going to amplify the okay. parts that burn your retina. Okay, it's just 
don't look at the sun. Yes, fair. Without a filter. Got it. Got uh, it. Apparently, Sam is watching the luminous layers of ionized gas around the dying core of the sun. Huh? Well, okay. So it sounds like the sun is in the early stages of becoming a red giant. Okay. And dying. Which our sun... Is close to, right? Not in any way. But oh. that's what our sun will do. Eventually. Like in five billion years. If you consider well, isn't five... isn't that close considering to how old it is? If you, it's like... Well, like our not sun, in human time. Our sun is like middle-aged. Okay. Yeah. She's got some life in her. It's got... She can get her groove back. Yeah. I got it. Soul can get I've her groove back. the sun... Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> How Soul Got Her Groove Back? Yeah. Um, it's my new album title. So this sun and this planet must be really old. So when a star has burnt up all of its hydrogen in its core, okay. it kind of, the core turns off and it turns and starts turning, trying to burn the hydrogen around uh-huh. it. It's basically like however it can find fuel, it's going to find fuel. Yeah, it's just starving. It's ravenous. Exactly. So that sort also, of... Also, I'm very distracted right now because I just realized that I'm going to use the name Soul. <laughs> for Ellie's, let's remember the Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine. The Pelor of yep. the Sun. Back in D&D World. She's going to name a familiar soul. That's a good name. For a cleric yeah. of, the, of the sun, basically. It's a basically. good name. Okay, I'm done. So, <laughs> when it starts burning the hydrogen, that outer layer sort of starts to cool off, which basically means it just starts to blow up like a balloon. Okay. And eventually... Like, by this happens, we're all going to be dead. So basically, it's ingested a bunch of stuff, and now it's got indigestion. It's bloaty. Yeah, it's bloaty, but it's still trying to eat things. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, and I've been there. We're going <laughs> to all be dead in five billion years when this happens. But what we don't really know is, like, when it reaches, reaches its red giant point, it's going to be engulfing Earth. Or we're uh, Earth, but that's how big our sun's gonna get. She's gonna get real bloated. She's gonna get real bloated. So the question that we don't really know is: is she's going to engulf Earth, or if she's gonna like push us further out? Oh. Either way, that sounds like fun. I mean, yes. it's not fun, but not it fun, sounds like a really cool thing to be able to see. It sounds like it'd be really cool, yeah, exactly, to <laughs> watch happen in another solar system. But it's going to take a long time. It's not like an, it's not like it's a Nova yeah. where it just kind of and blows. It's it's a slow. Yeah, it ain't very that, slow. It ain't a lot of burritos. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, so the bloated back, sun. Who would have thought? Sun. Bloated sun, won't you come and wash away the rain? That would be way cooler. I really want that to be a folk song right now. Well, it's Black Hole Sun, but as Bloated Sun, it's way better. Bloated sun, won't you come? Okay, I'm So Jack goes and ties his shoes, and he notices a photograph on the ground, which is odd because there's no earthlings have been here. No earthlings. Uh, and that's when Jonas is like, hey, guys, you should come see something. Yeah, I found things. And they found a crashed ship, which made, shall we say, a hard crash. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not a soft crash. It's of a design that they don't really know, although some of the markings are ancient Celtic. Mm. Uh, and they call into the ship and no one's home. Must be no survivors. Mm. Also, can we please just comment right here to get it out of the way about Teal'c's arm guns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can comment. I'm just going to think about them <laughs> quietly. Because. Yeah. Dear God. Yeah. Like, you don't. It's something about. The putting, man is. Buff. There's something about putting that, that tank top on there with no sleeves that you're like, 
Look, Christian okay. knows what he's doing. Yeah. He definitely knows what he's doing. I, I do. I want to say I love the way how quickly they dismiss all the writings. Yeah. Because, again, I'm going to keep pulling from D&D because life. Because the first things that we do when we go to any place. Yes. And the first thing boyfriend Jesse has to go is, it's not common. It's not draconic. It's not anything you guys know. <laughs> It's basically because what I feel the like. The first thing I do is like, can I read that? Yeah, can I read that? Can I read that? Like, all of us are just like, is it any of the languages? It's like, for the love of God, none of you can read because this. Because we actually know a fair amount of languages yeah. between us. So, but, and I feel like that's what the writers are doing to the audience here. It's like, let's just get out of the way. This isn't this ancient. This is none of it that you know. It's not gold. It's none of the things that you know. None of it. Uh, so Corso <laughs> is then right behind him. Yeah. And he's like, nope. There are survivors. There's three of us, and all the weapons are drawn. Yeah. Standoff. High noon. Credits. Yeah. So <sighs> we come back. Introductions are made. They so this is where weapons. I wanted to share. Corso. Yes. Is what I call a Luke Perry wannabe. He definitely which is, is very appropriate because in Riverdale. <laughs> Luke Perry plays Mr. Andrews, Archie's dad. He does. Who is the better of the two? I bet he auditioned for the Archie Andrews dad role. But yeah, this dude forever and ever is the Luke Perry wannabe. He's, he, yeah, he plays it well in this episode (laughs) as well. Um, Although Jack is still, as he should be, extremely suspicious of the situation. Uh, He does not let Sam give out too much information about Earth. Uh Uh-huh. Everyone can tell these are two groups with military backgrounds. Yeah, I do love the place where he kind of, I think, I don't remember if it's Sam or Jonas that he cuts off, but they're like, Earth, it's, and he goes, nice. It's Sam. Yeah. Yeah. He cuts off Sam and he goes, Earth, it's nice. Yeah. Which I think should be our new slogan (laughs) as a planet. It is. When inviting people. Uh Uh-huh. When we invite aliens. It's nice. (laughs) With like Like, it's not excellent or great. Yeah, it's very like, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a question mark exclamation point yeah that's yeah. what it says at the end it's ah! like man it'll do um so also of note in this group um which is Corso the captain of the Severus yes. uh and Pender who they apologize for the stern welcome cause SGC sort of like snuck up on them yeah which you know that's to be fair Kaylee is very vocal. We're sorry. It's because um, we went high pitched. Probably. <laughs> and now she's upset about it. Um, the Severus was on its way to relieve an off-world mineral extraction team when an asteroid storm blew them right off course and the fuel line got messed up in the crash and all their fuel leaked out. Oh, man, I hate when that happens. The ships are fine. <laughs> There's just a power of fuel. And they couldn't get a stress signal out to their home planet of Hebrian. And, uh, and it's pretty close if you can fly back. Dude, lies straight off the top. Just super smooth. Super lies. Super, like, I question if Corso or any of these three has told the truth at any point ever in their lives. I don't think they even know they're lying anymore. I don't even, yeah. yeah they don't even know what truth is. Yeah. Because how, they, Corso runs through so many stories. Yeah. That he, I don't think he knows. Yeah, he doesn't know what is truth no. anymore. Like, he's like, uh, some of these stories could be real. Yeah. Maybe. Like a good liar, he believes his own lies. So, um, that's when Jack and Teal'c are like, yeah, uh, uh, so we have no ship to fly you home with. Yeah. Um, and the Severus' crew doesn't know what a Stargate is. Right. Never heard of it. You know, the big thing over there. Um, I mean, they saw the thing, they saw that big thing, but they didn't know what it was. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So this whole conversation, we see two aliens watching them from the tree line. And which, by the way, the makeup and the prosthetics in this, it just keeps getting better on this gorgeous. show. So Jonas and Sam start exploring, like explaining how the Stargate works. And Jack pulls Tilk and Sam over. Let's Jonas keep talking. Pulls the other two off and yeah. like suggestions. The fuck should we do with these guys? Tilk's like, well, from Sanctuary on Earth. Sam's like, let's fix their shit because I want to look at their technology. Yeah, yeah. And I love her reasoning. And they're uh-huh. like, why would we do that? It's like, because Be- I want to learn things. Because I want to look at their technology. Yeah. <laughs> Which Jack agrees to, just tells her to charge by the hour. Yeah. I love. Yeah. Um, I wonder what Sam's rate would be by the hour. Like some astronomical oh thing that nobody can afford. No one could afford it. Yeah. And I love how Teal'c remembers that the Celts are formidable warriors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that their descendants might be valuable allies. And Jack's like, you've seen Braveheart too yeah. much. And I went, Teal'c would love Braveheart. Yeah. He would like, yeah. He would be like, yes. He would love everything about Braveheart. <laughs> it's things that Teal'c would love. He would like, this is my favorite movie that's ever been created. <laughs> this is the movie of my this life. This and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to ask you about something that happens here. Yeah. Um, he's. I noticed that Jack starts calling Teal'c T. Yeah. It has, I feel like he's happened before, but it's pretty regular now. Yeah, I think it's just nickname. It just normally, like, it just naturally yeah. gets there. I mean... I gotcha. Teal'c, T. T's just easier to say. Sure. And, Sam and if is anyone one syllable. Would, yeah, if anybody yeah. would do that, it would be Jack. Jack. But I was like, oh, we've gotten we've gotten even more familiar. Like I'm waiting for him to start calling Jonas Joe. Like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just Jay at yeah. that point, yeah. <laughs> Jay. Um I mean he called Daniel Danny every once in a while. That's true, he did. Yeah. He's just a nicknamer. You can't really nickname Sam He's anymore. Just lazy. But he would never yeah, call him Sa. Yeah. Well he would I don't think he would call continue to call her major. Yeah. Just to keep the formalities up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know what he calls her in his brain. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably something dirty. Probably. I'm going to keep it there. So Sam goes to try to fix and tinker and tinker and fix. And Tilk's like, and I even have him T as he calls him. Yeah. T's spidey senses are tingling. Yeah. He's like, something is up. Real bad. And we get an indeed here. Mm -hmm. I believe we get a second one that I didn't mark. I don't remember. I need to add it. I don't remember. Um, so, guys, you knew it was going to happen in this episode. You knew it was going to. Oh, look, their lightnings got better on the video. You knew it was going to happen as soon as there is a planet called Hebridon. Dun, 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 dun. <gasps> the Hebrides Islands! I know Yay! this thing. I know this thing a little bit. So, uh, Kaylee's real excited. Uh, yeah. Um, She's all about the high-pitched noises today. So, you know Scotland... I've known of this place before. You know Scotland? Uh, you know that there's a whole shit ton of islands out to the west of Scotland? Yes. Those are the Hebrides! I didn't know that that's what they were called. That is what they're called. Boom. Um, I thought they were just Scotland. I've been to one. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, that is actually uh, where part of my ancestor line, whatever you want to call it, comes from. <laughs> um, so they kind of split into two groups. There's the inner and the outer. Okay. Um, the inner Hebrides are the ones closer to the mainland. Are they clustered more, I imagine? No, it's more of like, it's like the strip that's closer to Scotland. And then the outer Hebrides are the ones that are further away. away. They're outer. Um, and people have been living on them for basically ever. 
Dang. Yeah. Some testing on some sites show that some of the islands may have been occupied even well before the mainland of Scotland. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. History. The Vikings started raiding them around the end of the 18th century. Um, the people were already on them well before then, but the Vikings started raiding them because it's easier to raid the small islands than as a mainland. Um, and a fair amount of them fell under Norse control, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. So eventually over time, the islands sort of, hey, we just want to rule ourselves. We're an island. Yeah. So they rebelled. And out of all of this, this is all super goddamn simplified, but... Out of all of this, eventually became this, like, dynastic power plays happened and everything. And in the end, the islands for a couple hundred years were ruled by the Lord of the Isles. That makes sense. Uh, which is based out of the island my family comes from, Isla. Oh. Uh, and in the 14th century, it was led by... I feel so literal now. Like, yeah. the island named Isla. Yeah. It's like the island named Island, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I'm there. Um, but it was led by Clan McDonald, which is like a huge clan that has just a ton of other clans like under it. It just it just eats other clans, sort of. <laughs> um, yeah. And it lasted a bit until the mid 1700s. And by that point, they're officially part of the Kingdom of Great Britain. Done. But the clans were like, yeah, OK, distant king, yeah. dude, whatever. Um, there was the whole Jacobite rising. If you want a crash course, go watch Outlander. <laughs> I was going to say, I know Jacobites. I know uh -huh. that word yeah. from like the few Outlander. episodes of Outlander yeah. I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, the population, the culture of the islands and of Scotland mm -hmm. were spread throughout the entire world, especially in Canada and the U.S. because of the Highland clearances, right. which were sort of in the 18th and 19th century um, it's when the Curries from my side moved from Isla was in the middle of the clearances. Got it. Uh, and it's basically the British government sort of destroyed, well, not sort of, like actually tried to destroy the clan yeah. system. Um, they like, they couldn't own swords. They couldn't own guns. They couldn't wear their tartans or kilts. Yep. Like all this kind of stuff. Um, and the government just sort That's of... That's the thing the British government likes yeah. to do. Like, this is mine now. You this do is the mine. things I want. Whatever identity you had before you no made longer this? exists. I made this. <laughs> I am you now. You are me. Yeah. <laughs> but they just sort of started... Like, a lot of the land was, like, shared... Just graze your sheep there. Right. Like, it was sort of shared sense. land. But the government... It sounds familiar because it kind of happened in the U.S. too. Basically, it's with, like that, all this land is mine now. It's like the meme of like uh, Britain takes over all these places with yeah. really cool stuff and then hates all their stuff. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, they took over all the land. They pushed the locals who tried to live there. They raised the rent super high. The locals basically just cleared out like and it just took over an entire social economic power like, there's all these reasons that sort of contributed to the clearances. Uh, it happened. It was horrible. But because of that, Scottish people and culture is all over the fucking goddamn world. Boom. Because we're survivors. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine if you live up in those temps, yeah. you learn to survive shit. Just because cold. Um, As farts. And a lot of the people in Scotland who still speak Gaelic okay. are in the Hebrides. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Those are the places where, like, it takes, like, boats and yes. ferries and things to yeah. get to. And then you because may or no may roads. not have internet. Because who knows what's going to happen. And then there's times in the lot year of you them, can't leave. And a lot of them, um, mail only comes, like, twice a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And it's definitely not where you go if you want to be in the hustle and bustle. No, and I know a lot of the islands, especially some of the, the ones that have smaller populations, okay. are actually starting to suffer because all of the young people are leaving the islands. Right. And so they actually, there is a number of islands where there's just no one under the age of 30 or 40. Oh, wow. Just because everyone's trying to move to the larger cities. They want cities. somewhere to be. They, yeah. They're the little mermaid. I so want to be where also, the people are. They're also um, trying to push more to get younger people to the islands. And then there's also um, some young families who are the opposite. It's this big movement right now of you want to get away. Well, it makes sense. So it's like those of us that are kind of overstimulated... Hell, let's go to the Hebrides. You can you, you can just homestead and like you like you can get your families, a couple families, a couple large like a, a little system and just basically t- like take an island. Take an island in let's some cases. Let's do it. <laughs> like yeah. I'm so excited. You can be the only ones that live on an island in some yeah, places. I'm for it. So, um obviously the Celts were not just in Scotland and Ireland, mm-hmm. which is a thing that I think most people sort of forget. Right. Um, they started off in, like, the center of modern Europe. Like, they were all over the goddamn place. There's I don't a, think I knew that. Yeah, there's a huge Celtic influence in Spain and everything, too. Oh, wow. Like, center of Europe, uh, like, the early, this is sort of before yeah, yeah, the, yeah. you think of the main Celtic culture. Okay. Um, they were basically pushed out to where they sort of um, marinated right. um, by the Roman Empire. That makes sense. Yeah, they just sort it's of like pushed them the to the It's like the British edges. of uh-huh. the early centuries. The pre-British, if you will. Yeah. Um, and by the time it sort of got out into the fringes, some outer parts of Spain, up into like Ireland, you know, England, yeah. Scotland, is where it sort of like became the strongest. Wales, stuff like that. Um, Dig it. I could get into the whole history. This is a Stargate podcast, people. Woo! Um, but that's where... Te- what Teal said is true, though. Formidable warriors. Sure, for sure. I mean, if, you're, <laughs> if you've kind of had to live to yeah. fight... The men and the women. Oh, like, yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> if I've, you've ever seen a Highlands Games... Which, clearly, you have. But uh, it's like, that's the one thing that I always pick up at, like, when you're like, yeah. shit, these people I don't know if can I, cause some harm. I can't remember if I mentioned this podcast. I think you might have. But I competed in at least <laughs> yeah. one Highland Games, and I keep wanting <laughs> to do more, because uh, tossing a caber is a lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like nothing must make you feel more badass than tossing a fucking caber. Actually, I, the one that felt me made me feel more badass was tossing a 26-pound weight straight over my head yeah, that's over right. a pole. Yeah, that part's <laughs> scary as fuck. It was so much fun. Okay, so anyway, back to Stargate. Inside the ship, Sam starts looking around, and Corso is not the engineer, but he can help out as much as he can. Because, yeah, he will. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he'll help out. Hmm. So Teal'c is still... He's creepy Luke Perry. Of course he's going to help. Creepy Luke Perry. Uh, so Teal'c is still sensing something. Yeah. And that's when Reynard is like, move, 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 and fires into the forest with an things. alien. And everyone rolls for initiative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack shoots to injure, but the others shoot to kill. Right. Uh, and of course... He's like, there's the blonde guys just roided up. Oh, this entire Like the entire episode. episode. In fact, they're all pretty amped. They're just express it differently. I like, know. the other two are just like, can you keep your pants on? And considering the fact that we find out later they've been on this planet for three years. Yeah. I don't know how they're that ramped up or look that clean. Yeah. Or they don't look like <laughs> they've been, sur- like, from Survivor Man or right, something. Right, right. 
Um, <laughs> That's true. Corso sets off this, like, sonic ear bleeder from inside the ship, and the other aliens run off. Here's what I don't understand. Everyone except the three people yeah. seem affected by this. How are they not affected by it? I, I almost... I don't know. Like, that part feels like just... Plot armor? Somebody messed things up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Like, um, I forget what the name of the person's job is um, to keep track of that during yeah. production. Because I would say, at first I would say it doesn't affect humans, but it clearly affects That's the what people I mean. from so like, our team. It's almost like, look, all it would have taken... God, I can't remember the name of the person whose job it is. Continuity. Keep, the continuity person. Yeah. To just be like, look, they plug in a headphones before he does exactly. it. Exactly. Or anything. Just to let us see something. Because I'm like, each time they use it, yeah. they're not affected by it. No. That part drove me a little nuts. So Jack's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, Pender goes, yeah, they've been hunting for us from the moment we crashed. And uh, Jack notices that the aliens are fighting with the same weapons as the crew. Yes, yeah. He's like, really, you're hunting? Which, and I love that they make them this bright green, so we notice, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so sometime later, out in front of the ship, Corso's like, yeah, um, sorry about that. Yeah. We thought they had gone. They haven't attacked in a while. Not sure who they are. They've killed five of his men when they crashed. Lies, lies, lying liars. Uh, he, they skinned them and hung them out on the tree. All the lies. And don't even know where they came from. They must have come through that Stargate thing. Lyon McLearson. So, Reynard was hit in the battle. Yes. Uh, and needs Janet. And uh, although we don't actually get to see Janet. I know. We get some Hammond, but not some Jammond. Uh, so, Corso... We're not Hammond and Jammonding today. <laughs> so, Corso's not going to leave his ship. So, SG-1 is just going to take Reynard back. Um, well, Sam and Jonas. Will. Sure. Yeah. Um, back at the SGC briefing room, Sam and Jonas... Brief Hammond, mm-hmm. as you do in a briefing room. Whoa. Uh, Jonas. Slow down. My brain. <laughs> and Jonas mentions the whole Hebrides Island yeah. connection. Sam guesses that the ghoul basically took the gate with them off the planet. Um, and then basically let the society keep rolling on its own. I love how she's going deep into explanation territory. Yeah. And Hammond's like, no I cares today. Care. No No fucks. cares. Do you know how many other SG teams have had a brief today? He's like, I've had a really long day. My granddaughter has a recital. Can we be done with this? Can we be done? I love the idea that he's trying to get out for a recital. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what he'd be doing. Sam is nerding out over the engines. Hammond's like, I just want your evaluation on these people. I don't care. Get to the point, Carter. And she's like, cautiously optimistic. Although... I think mainly because she wants to get their hands on their tech. Uh, yeah. I don't think she's optimistic at all. I think she's cautious as she adds that other part in because she's like, I want to go back and look now at Now I things. think Jonas is always optimistic. Oh, no yeah. cautious. Yeah. He's just like, this can work. Um, uh, um, uh, speaking of cautious, I love how cautious Hammond is getting every yeah. time he's, he's cautious. So it's like, it's, I don't know that this is a word, but it's cautiouser is yeah. what I'm going with. Uh, yeah. Take whatever like, you want and SG-15. Yeah. And basically, and more guns. Interesting. How many SG teams do we have now? I can't tell you the exact number okay. right now, but Got I, it. I mean, I I, I don't like, remember is it how we more get more than fifty. No, 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 no. It's not okay. quite that high. Got it. No, I'm thinking. I can't remember at this point. Uh, part of me wants to say like twenty ish. Okay. Um, Good. To I know. can't remember exactly, but fifteen's not the highest. I know that, but Got we're it. not up to like fifty or anything like that. Got it. Got it. So, 
Um, back near the ship, Jack and Teal'c and Corso and Pender discuss their alien friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, again with the lie, McLierson. Like he just can't stop himself. Explains, you know, how he's like the opposite of the movie liar, liar. Yeah, how they got, how they got the the crew's weapons, and the aliens just started attacking. They don't know why. Um, Pender is like. The kid who's trying to be tough in front of the actual tough yeah. guys. Yes. Oh, God. That guy's trying, he's probably the most unlikable, I think. Yes. Trying to call out Jack's bad aim. Yeah. Because, yeah. This kid has no charisma points, is what well, it is. No, what it is, it's like, there's always a bully. There's always a head bully. Yeah. And then there's, like, his, like... The Kreb and Goyle to Draco exactly, Malfoy, if you exactly. will. Exactly. <laughs> like the kid who's like, I'm just going to do what this other guy tells me because yeah. I'm a d- loser with no backbone of my own. Yeah. That's kind of what this dude feels like. But I love how he tries calling out Jack's aim and Jack's like, stop talking now. Yeah, never. Never speak to me again. So when they come back to the clearing, they greet Sam at SG-15. Sam couldn't carry all the equipment. It was heavy. So Teal's like, I'll help you. I do this part. Um, I wore this sleeveless shirt for a reason. Yeah. Show my guns. So back at the SGC, Reynard is waking up. She harms in a sling, realizing how great earth painkillers are. Yeah. Uh, especially if you've probably had none for three years. She's super into it. And she wakes up with a Jonas fire bed. Like, uh-huh. she's super into this. Well, playing super into this. Yes. Uh, and Jonas just covers his bases. I mean, I, listen, I'm sure... Is actually really curious how, you know, if he is, she is anyone, if she's excited to get back to the planet. The uh, yeah, bonus is checking out that she signaled. Like, I know, yeah, I know that they're both trying to figure things out yeah. strategically for yes. their teams, but the flirting is real and it's real aggressive. The flirting is real from Jonas's side. That's true, yeah. At this I, point. I think I think she's into it too. As much as she's got these other things going on that she's trying to do, it's like who wouldn't flirt with Jonas? I don't. I I question because we find out later she's clearly not into guys. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a line that Corso says later. I didn't catch that at all. There's a, there's a line when she when he when Corso's flirting with Sam that he's been stuck with. Um, a, a first off, a grumpy first officer who's not into men, and an, a, 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 a like newbie navigator. I never even noticed that. Yeah, which is why <laughs> her entire play with Jonas is like Whoa. one long con from the start. Super overlooked that. Yeah, it's a quick and you blink and you miss it line. <sighs> yeah, I yeah. think I was too busy rolling my eyes at him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but also there's there's no good way to flirt in a hospital. Game. No. She's a hopeless case. Her parents died when she was young, serving courses, and she graduated flight school 10 years ago, yada, yada. So tell me about the Stargate. Like, is any of that true? Yeah. (laughs) Nope. Well, her parents might, like, some of the stuff, like, her parents might be dead. Yeah. You know? She may have gone to flight school. Like, good lines have kernels of truth in them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, inside this crest... Oh, they talk about the gate then. And, you know, uh, I wonder... We never find out why they're in prison. Right. So, when she starts listening to Jonas talk about the Stargate, is she just hoping for a new place to start over? 
Or is she just going, all the shit I can steal? I think they're, like, just con men. Yeah. All the shit they can steal. I think they're con men, and they might have, like, tried a big con, and that's what got them in this much trouble. They definitely have no qualms killing people. No, that's what I mean. Like, I think, but ultimately what they are is these con men, because they're just the best fucking liars, and not all criminals are good liars. Yeah, I agree. They're just excellent liars, and they immediately go into this mode. Yes, yes. So to me, it's like some sort of huge con tried to steal a huge something. Mm Mm-hmm. From probably the government or something yeah. important. Some they didn't they fucked something up real good. Real good. Yeah. That's my theory. Um so And they're just looking for new marks. So inside the crash ship, Sam and Corso are checking out the engine, uh, planning diagnostics when they get the computer up and running. He's not the best with engines. He's much better with just go here, fix that, don't crash. Sure. Um, but don't worry, Sam can jerry-rig something to work. Mm-hmm. By the way, I've been meaning to look this up for ages, and I use this as an excuse. I've always wondered where jury-rig came from. Okay. Which is not 100% solid, but one of the main leading ideas is a jury mast, which is a temporary mast that you use for a day when your main mast and sailing okay. has, is off being repaired. And Got rigging, it. obviously, is rigging the ship. It's setting up the, the lines and everything on a okay. ship. So... Um, a lot most commonly it's associated with when you jury rig something is a temporary fix with what you have on hand. Makes sense. But there is another term called jerry built. Oh. And not jury, but jerry. Okay. Like and that name. is basically something that's really cheaply, shoddily, quick like Put together uh, crappily, basically. It that's like from isn't that from World War Two? Like a demeaning. I think term so. Yeah, I towards, think towards so. The Jerry, which was the Germans. Yeah, I th- I think that's okay. Where, sorry, but, which is why some people then use Jerry rigged as a which combination of same. jury rigged and Jerry built. Is right, Jerry rigged is put Got together it. very quickly and shittily. God. <laughs> Yikes. And Sam very clearly says jerry-rigged here. Yeah. But that could be an accent thing. It could be an accent thing. It could be a military family thing. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, because if I remember, and I, I could be full of shit too. So who knows? Okay. But that's my theory. Um, but I like that. Um, I, this whole scene, I'm trying to find my notes. Again, more aggressive flirting. Oh, my God. The most aggressive flirting. I'm convinced these people are related to the brief candle people with how (laughs) aggressive the flirting is. Um, That's right. I pulled from season one. Bam! (laughs) But the other thing is, like, he calls Sam less advanced. And I want to kill him. And I under... Look, you can defend him all you want, but you never call Sam less advanced anything. Well... In co- I, I, I would agree if she was calling Sam less advanced, but in terms of, of where it was used in conversation, uh, it sounded to me as he, she meant, he meant like your tech, your culture's technology right. is less advanced than our technology, sure. which I think Sam mentioned earlier. Um, he does mention, you know, for she's pretty comfortable with their advanced technology, and she's like, "Yeah, well, you're in luck because I'm really good at what like I fucking do." You know what it is to, to me? He's hitting all the notes of like, "You're pretty good for a girl." He, oh, he's nagging uh, her. Yeah, he's and I'm nagging her. Not down. No, I'm not down with this at all. Um, uh, Sam is far more graceful than I am and yeah. tactful, but I would have been like, "Fuck yourself." Yeah, double bird, I'm out. <laughs> 
Double Bird and I would have like rolled out of there like for no reason at I all. I would go on a planet, uh, go on a limb and say that she's not just uh, a little more experienced than other people on her planet. She's like the most experienced right. people on her planet. Right. And besides, she's just plugging in his ship to her battery. <laughs> yep. Not dirty at all. Nope. Not even a and little bit. And I also bit. love how she's said that because I will say shit. Yeah. Completely not realizing that it could be dirty. Yeah. So I feel Sam on that level. Whereas she's like, I will turn anything <laughs> dirty. I'm like, oh, give me an opportunity to make that sound dirty. <laughs> <laughs> to so, a point where why does he go, will you just stop? <laughs> so he's like, so you're an officer, a scientist, an explorer, a mechanic. And she's like, and I make a really mean souffle. <laughs> that part is surprising to me. I feel like, not that Sam can't cook, but I don't see Sam having the patience. See, here's the thing. I actually see her being a fantastic baker uh-huh. because it's all about precision. A terrible and cook, but a good baker. Exactly. I know that person. Yeah, I know those peeps. Um, whereas I, uh, I'm just meh on both. <laughs> no, um, I think you're a pretty good baker. I don't I've measure had anything. <laughs> I've had Nixie pretzels <laughs> That's before. That's true. I can whereas, don't ask me to bake shit. <laughs> Um, um, but I can, I'll, I'll cook anything. But then, I, I'm, I made a frittata out of nothing. <laughs> Jesse's like, how, where did you even fair, find this food? To be fair, isn't that what a frittata is good for? You kind of throw everything in it. What's and it's like, left what the in hell the fridge? is this? European meal that Throw it in eggs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then she also adds, or Corso adds that she's funny, charming, and beautiful. And she's like, calm down, Floyd boy. Simmer down. Put it in your pants. Yeah. And, like, I know he's playing Sam here, but again, I also think that part of him is actually hitting on her. I'm telling you, yeah. Because of the fact that this is where he says that the only woman he's been stuck on for ages will never go for him, basically. Well, here's the thing. It's, you know, there's that old phrase that's like, calm down, are you right out of prison? Yeah. But they kind of are. Literally right out of prison. They're literally right out of prison. This is the first contact they've had with anyone. Outside of prison. Yeah. So he apologizes. He's just following rule number one when stranded on an alien planet. When off, someone offers to fix your ship, you flatter them profusely. Uh-huh. I'm like, Whatever, okay. Um, All right, Luke Perry wannabe. Uh, yeah. Target brand Luke Perry. <laughs> so Corso notes, mentions he's noticed that the Jack doesn't really trust them. And Sam corrects that to the fact that trust is not automatically given with them. Right. Which I love. Which, to me, it's weird that trust is automatically given anywhere. Yeah. And it has to be earned. Yeah. Um, and Jack just doesn't hide his distrust as better as right. other people do. He just chooses to not. <laughs> and for Sam, taking a chance is the only way to make new friends, and she just has to hope that it's come back to regret it. Yeah. Hey, Sam. Sam, spoilers. Yeah, you're, you're going to regret, regret this one. <laughs> so out in the forest, Jack uh, is... This so- is how we know he's faking it. The fact that he doesn't actually die at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because only the people who love Sam die at the end. Exactly. Got it. Um, so in the forest, Jack surprises the other alien who is trying to grab something off his dead friend. And he runs off while Pender's like running up and firing trying yeah. to kill him. And Jack and Pender do not agree how to deal with the situation. Jack wants to take him alive to question him. Yeah. And Pender's just kill. Kill. Kill things. kill things because I'm roided kill. up. Yeah. Kill it dead. All like, the dead. Yeah. They're all dealing with their hormones in very different ways. <laughs> Pender goes off running after the alien and Jack's like, Tilko, follow him. Yeah. Make sure he doesn't kill himself. Yep. And quick check in with Sam. She'll be safe on the ship. 
Uh, since they're starting to get some serious work done, she takes off her vest and her jacket, but warns Corso after seeing his look and is basically licking his chops. Yeah. Uh, to not get his hopes up. Uh, yeah, dude. It's as far as she's yeah, going. not a fan of this guy anymore. Not that I ever was a true yeah. fan. <laughs> so now he's interested in Sam's zat. Mm-hmm. She tells him about Dirty. it. Doesn't let him play with it. <laughs> Dirty. It's literally a penis gun. Dirty. It's a penis gun. Um, so Jonas, like Jonas asked Reynard, he's like, Is that a so, that? Are you happy to see me? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> asked if has anyone special back on Earth, and she's like, Nothing I'm going to discuss with you. Yeah. Uh, and besides the fact it would take way too long to explain. Right. Uh, he's like, well, that's just too good to let to let go. And Sam gives him the best death glare. <laughs> he's like, okay, moving on. You pick yeah, the topic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go now. I've fucked up too far. <laughs> There's no going back from this. Out in the woods, Pender is gonna separate, which is fine. Teal gave him a walkie. Moving mm-hmm. on. Um, and Jonas is doing some research in his office when Hammond just is walking by. And uh, he was in the area. Jonas says that he thinks he found a reference to a ship named uh, the Seabrus of Dublin, built in 1668, it says on the caption. Um, He'll save that for a discussion later in the episode. Yeah. Um, But just to let you know, I could not find this ship as an actual reference anywhere. Oh. I found the Severus, which is a whole Roman thing. Like, that's a totally different thing. There's been a bunch of ships named after it. But the Seabrus... Could not find anywhere. Interesting. Um, so Hammond is wondering if Reynard was actually behind the security breach this morning that was happened in a terminal in the infirmary. I mean, just going to put two and two together here. He was about, Hammond was about to go question yeah. her, but Jonas has a better idea. Yeah, Jonas, for the win in this episode, yeah. he's like, wait, wait, wait. These people are sneaky. Well, it's like Therefore. there was a com- security breach on the computer in the infirmary right next to her bed. Well, just the idea of like the like the approach. Yes. Like, clearly Hammond knows. He's like, she yeah. did it. I'm yeah. actually just pretending to be diplomatic. Yeah. But I love that Jonas is like, wait, these people are sneaky as fuck. Yeah. Let's I, be sneaky as fuck right Let back. me out, out thief her. Out sneaker the sneak. You can out sneaker the... I'm done. <laughs> so back in the forest, Jack and Teal run across the aliens' camp, which is weird if they're coming through the gate. Right. Things are getting a little more suspicious here. A little? Yeah. So neither of them are really buying any of the Hebridan story, um, and they're finding stuff here that looks like it came from the ship. Okay. So just then, Pender comes over the walkie that he has the alien. Mm-hmm. So when they get there... As I like to call him, it's the dickweed blonde guy. Just dick, dickwad blonde guy is just fucking firing like yeah. Rambo into the forest. Yeah, he's just a piece of shit. That guy, he um, really is. The alien's gone now, but apparently he's injured. Yeah. So back in the engine room, apparently one of the main issues is that something was unplugged. I love that part. I love that the biggest problem was like, oh, you just you have to plug it in again. It's just unplugged. Yeah. Uh, and in their excitement to celebrate, Corso tells Sam to call him Aiden. Okay. And uh, offers him something out of a flask, which she's like, fuck no. And thankfully, yeah. she can use the excuse that she's on duty, because yeah. even if she wasn't, there's no fucking way Sam would drink out of that flask. She's like, also, I am no dummy. I don't just take random shit from aliens. Yeah. Because, again, like in Brief Candle, once upon a time, someone yeah. ate pizza, and then they almost died. Uh, I don't know why that episode's in my head today. And so... uh 
He's like, she's like, well, call me Sam. It's short for Samantha. And yeah. it means my dad wanted a boy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love that line. That is really good. Uh, and he says that his name means my Uncle Aiden died while swimming drunk on a dare. <laughs> uh, and Corso means smells like a dead bird. Yeah. Which I could not find a translation from. I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, it's, it works. It's fine. Dead bird. Uh, so once they get back to their planet, uh, Sam's like, well, we're going to stay in touch. And Corso's like, yeah, because you won my technology. She's like, yeah, that's in your literally all kidding. I, like, <laughs> seriously, it's all I want. Yeah, no, you're right. That's Just it. technology. Just technology. Cares about anything else. Um, and she's like, it's not the only reason I'm helping, but it basically is the But like 95% of the reason I'm 98. helping. 98. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corso, I do think the one line that Corso says in this entire episode that's truth is when he says, I've never met anyone like Sam. See, that's funny because to me, that is the worst line. Oh, no, it's a line. Yeah. I'm only saying it's probably true because no one's ever fucking met anyone like Sam. No, it is true. But to me, it's the worst pickup line in the it world is. that is used everywhere. It completely is. Oh, I just like rolled my it's eyes for her. It's a horrible line. I'm yeah. just saying it's the one thing that he says that's true. It's a tr- it's a fact, yes. but I think he's just using it as a he shitty pickup line. It completely is. Yeah. <laughs> it completely is. Like he, he might as well have been like come around here often. It's yeah. just like Did uh, you fall from heaven? I'm yeah. done. I'm uh-huh. done with you. It's I've a- never met anyone like you. So done. It's a horrible line. Yeah. It just happens to also be true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um so in the SGC corridor. Jonas plays the player. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, showing Raynard around. With all the holy grails in the yeah. world. That, like, randomly just holding all these jeweled cups. I love it. Just litters his desk with everything a thief would dream about stealing. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, my office is so messy. It's Let like me a stock photo thief, though. Like, here's all my treasures. It's hilarious. I love it yeah. because she completely buys it. Yeah. Uh, and then as he's cleaning up, she just grabs him for a snog. <laughs> and he drops all the goblets and shit since caught him off guard. Yeah. And she's like, oh. He plays bumbling really well. Yes, he does. Like Jonas does. Not yeah, even yeah, ornaments. Yeah. Like, Jonas is Jonas. really good at pretending to bumble. Yeah. Which I really love. Also, the word bumble is a lot of fun to Bumble's say. Bumble's fun. <laughs> um, and, you know, oh, I, I thought you wanted to know how badly I wanted to kiss you since we first met. And it was obvious. And I I mean, if you don't find me attractive, and Jonas is like, no, you're attractive. You were hurt, and I'm a gentleman, yeah. so it didn't cross my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> Except it totally did. Except it did. But I squashed that <laughs> like, down like a gentleman. I feel like part of his plan was just a way to get a kiss yeah. from her and not get in trouble. He's like, there's a difference. Everyone's going to think about it. A gentleman doesn't say it out loud. Done. And act on it. That's the difference. Um, And she continues just throwing himself at him until the phone rings, which eventually picks up. And it's Hammond. I do love the slight burn of the thought never really crossed my mind. Yeah. It's like, ouch. Yeah. And uh, he heads off to me with Hammond, leaving her alone in Jonas's office. And it takes her about two seconds to move to the computer. Done. Yeah. Um, so Sam, which again, when you catch the line earlier that she's not into men, it makes this all the more, yeah. so it's just so thick. I love that it works still though. It does. Like, I it listen. still works. Yeah. Yeah. 
doesn't matter the gender. Flattery from flattery yeah. and flirting is going to get you the same way. That's fair. That's fair. Exactly. Works on either gender. If you've got the right amount of charisma, exactly, that will get shit done. Doesn't matter who you're flirting with. Yeah. So Sam is rebooting the computer, and she gets an SOS message from the prison transport Severus. Hmm. The prison transports. Hmm. And her walkie is gone. Dun, 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 dun. That's not good times. And out in the forest, Jack can't reach Pender on the walkie. Okay. Um, so Teal'c's spidey sense goes off again, and he brings his weapon around at the exact right moment to get stuck in a standoff with Warwick. Yeah. Who we learn his name is Warwick. Here yeah. Soon. And even the, the face acting, the face acting through the mess, it's like, oh, he's scared. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a combination of fantastic prosthetics that right. allow an actor to do that sure. and the actor who can then act through prosthetics. Yeah, who can come through it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then Jack just kind of comes up behind him and Warwick knows he's outgunned and puts his gun down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tells him not to shoot. He means no harm. And whatever they have been told is a lie. The cake is a lie. All of it. Uh, he is Warwick. He is the captain of the Severus. Truth. So Sam stops Corso with her zat. And he tries calling her Sam, and she's like, fuck you, call me Major. Yeah. My name is now Major You done fucked up, dude. Yeah. Uh, And he insists that whatever you think it is, it's not that. But it's exactly that. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Um, And Sam has him tie himself up with some zip ties. (laughs) Which is fun. Yeah. And he couldn't tell the truth because he's the reason that they're here. He allowed the prisoners to gain control of the ship because when the storm hit, life support was knocked out in the prisoner cells. And lies, the lies, and more lies. Prisoners of war, and he couldn't let them die. And then when they crashed, they killed the whole crew. And it's the honest to goodness truth. No, she's not buying it. <laughs> no one's buying any she, of it. You're that done. Shit. Your lies are no longer working. Time to try so a new course, tactic. An honest to goodness lie. Yeah. So back in the forest with Warwick, uh, they attacked, um, like, sorry, Kaylee distracted me. Things are happening. Um, they attacked earlier to try to stop SG-1 from, from the being guys. enlisted by the human prisoners. Sure. Um, and, like, Jack, by the way, was just trying to wound Warwick's friend. Right. He's not the one that killed him. So the humans, we get the truth. Are escaped prisoners. Yeah. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Severus is a prison ship. Three years ago, the storm hit. They've been on this planet for three years. Shit. Um, and Corso and his two buddies were in stasis, so there's no other prisoners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their only hope to survive after the asteroid storm was to land on the planet. And then they didn't have enough power to keep the status... The status... Sta- Status quo? The stasis pods. Stasis pods. Jeez, running. So they had to wake up the three prisoners. Here's the thing... They'll give him credit uh-huh. because he says that these people are the worst from the worst on the planet. Yeah. They didn't just kill them. Right. And that's the thing. I think it's about to show us like who's, for lack of a better word, humanity yeah. is bigger in this episode. Yeah. Whereas I would be like, I guess they die now. Yeah. They're the worst of the worst and we can't. Yeah. We can't. Oh, there's the, the power's about to run out. Sucks to be them. Sucks to be them. Yeah. Um, and, uh. So there were eight people originally on Warwick's crew. Um, everyone else but Warwick has not been killed by Corso and his friends. They've taken control of the ship. They've been trying to get it up and running. They are the worst of the worst on Herian. They like, cannot go free. Yeah. This this part's shitty. Yes. Uh, and Jack holds up a photo he found earlier. 
This part makes me sad. It's Athia. It's Warwick's wife. Aww. Um, who, to point out, clearly his wife me, is human. Yeah. This part makes you think of Vestra and Jenny. It is. From Doctor Who. It so much is. Yeah. Um, and it, because, so his people are the Sarakin. And they helped free the Hebrean people from the ghoul thousands of years ago. Yeah. And basically, that's how they have their advanced technology. And they've been living in harmony ever since. So basically, his people are badass people yeah. that are helpful. And then these asshole humans decided to kill all his crew. Yeah. Got it. I'm, I'm there. It was just, I mean, they just happened to be the guards. I don't think they <gasps> right. killed them because of their species. No, no. It just... Because yeah. obviously, the entire crew was not Sarakin. Right. Um, he just happened to be a Sarakin... The two people that we've yeah. seen happen to be the two Sarakins on the crew. Got it. Um, and Sam radios in that they need to talk. Jack's like, ditto. And from Sam's point of view, right after that conversation, Pender sneaks up and knocks her in the back of the head. Yeah. She's out cold. Fuck, fuck, shit, fuck. So back at the gate, Hammond radios into SG-15 and is like, Jonas and his guests are coming through the gate. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes. Yeah. So Pender and Corso check back in with each other inside the ship. Reynard is on her way back to Sam because they have the walkies they uh-huh. heard. Um, and Sam is too smart to buy into Corso's story, apparently. But yeah. he had to keep trying because it's who he is. Yeah. Um, and Because it's in his blood. And she did fix the ship. So as Jonas comes over the hill, sees Sam. Yeah. Unconscious. Bad. Runs towards her. Corso, that's Jonas. Yeah. So Corso then tells Reynard that they're going home. Reynard is like, I got some better idea, yo. Yeah, we're going other places. We need to go through that Stargate. Fuck the ship. Let's go get treasure. Yep, I found us some new marks. Uh, much bigger treasure, riches, new marks. The Stargate's covered, but we have hostages, baby. Yeah, we're done. So in the forest, Jack and Warwick arrive, oh, Teal'c, arrive outside the ship. Uh, and they see Sam on the ground, who's now awake, but yeah. bound and, you know, struggling. Um, little, little groggy. Yeah. Um, and they, they need to get into the ship and disarm it. Okay. And, uh, since Warwick knows the ship, he offers to go first. So he makes a run for it, uh, and a sonic weapon goes off. It looks like it's set, like, on a proximity timer, like, proximity alarm. Yeah. When something gets yeah. too close. Um, but Warwick fights through it, makes again, the like, ship, turns it off. Again, for some reason, the prisoners are unaffected by this thing. Well, they're not here. Oh, that's They've true. already left they, for the they ran. Yeah. They're not- I, I do love Warwick's dramatic yes. slow-mo fight, fight towards the invisible jello yes. to get the thing turned off. I love it. I did love that part. I feel like that um, almost deserves a tarot award. So, you know what? We'll give him a tarot award. Done. Dan Johnstone gets a tarot award. I like it. For his jello running. Well, and his um, face acting. His face acting, too, yeah. So, Jack and Teal'c run up, start untying Sam. Um, they're like, they have Jonas. Yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> so, Teal'c stays with Sam. Jack heads off. Uh, and this is the best scene. This part made me laugh, but this yeah, so it good. absolutely is. So at the gate, the group arrives as she 15 is on alert. Uh, Jonas is has his hands up. Mm-hmm. He waves like as she 15, like put your hand, put yeah. your guns down. Um, Pender and Reynard either don't see this or don't think anything of it. Right. Because um, it's not as subtle as his other stuff. No, I think he I think they just take it of like, yeah, that's right. You're yeah, captured. That's yeah, true. that's right. You tell him what's Basically. going on. Uh, and Jonas, I love this. When he's talking to Pierce, who's yeah. the head of SG-15, 
scratches his eyebrow right where Jack's scar is. Right. And Pierce, because he's good, knows exactly what he means. Yeah. Um, and Corso just thinks he's just a badass motherfucker controlling the sure. situation. Yeah. Um, so Reynard dials up an address that she got from Jonas's lab. <laughs> and right as they're about to head through the gate, Jack appears. Ta-da! Who does not know anything about this play. Right. And he's like, stand down. All weapons are pointed at everyone. Jonas is like, Colonel, let them go. Yeah. And he does this. The he, hand wiggle. He So he, he stretches his arm a little bit so his sleeve pops up yeah. just a little bit so you can see his GDO on his arm. Yep. And he sort of just waves his hand just enough to draw attention yeah. to the GDO. The hand wiggle that changed the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, he's like, it's not worth the risk. I've got this. And Jack sees it. And he lets them go. Yeah. Um, and Corso still thinks that he won. Because he's dumb. Until Jonas quickly keys in the code to the GDO, they make it through the gate, and Hammond is there waiting to welcome them to Earth. With <laughs> guns. Welcome um, to Earth. And disarm it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll call back. About to take disarms them, takes them into custody, and Reynard's like, you planted the address? And Jonas is like, what the fuck did you expect? Yeah. No, I just let you do whatever the fuck you want in yeah. my office. Fuck you, bitch. You were playing him. I played you back. Yeah. You can't play. You can't play. Player, the player. Play yeah, I don't know what the line is. So back at the ship, uh, the three prisoners are back in stasis, mm-hmm. um, and they are helping Warwick get ready to take back off. Uh, Jonas talks about how you know he basically there's another ship built by the descendants of the ancient Celts on Earth. Got it. Um, it was called the Severus. Funnily enough, it was a transport ship made to take convicts to the penal colony, which helped tip him off. Um, and he's always suspicious of a girl who kisses on the first date. Which I take offense to. So do I. <laughs> but fine. That's fine. It worked for you. But offense taken. It's just a kiss, people. Yeah. It doesn't hurt anybody. So. Sometimes a girl just knows what she wants. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and Warwick thanks them for their trust and for everything they've done. And yeah, it looks like, you know, Earth may have gotten an ally of all of this. Yes. We'll take it. An ally with really high tech. Yeah. Uh, knowledge and mm-hmm. history and stuff. So yeah. good peoples. Um, I will say, I, I like I said earlier, I couldn't find anything on the Severus of Dublin or anything. Um, and the prisoners, w- the prisoners were sent off to the penal colonies mm-hmm. back then from from the area. And it's, considering it's 1668, probably still being sent off to the U.S. colonies. Got it. Got it. Um, what are your thoughts on the episode? Fun times. Uh, this one was fun. You know, it's been a while since we had one that was just fun and, like, thick with a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not sure that it hits my list, mostly because I can't remember what my <laughs> list is right now. Well, here's your list. Let's see. Um, Season six. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, this does not go on my list. No. the No, the list is actually pretty solid right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really love the episode. It's been a little while, and maybe it's just because of the clip show and my memory's short. Yeah. But I like how thick it was with just stuff happening. Yes. Um, And I liked Luke Perry wannabe. He's a pretty good actor. Um, him and, of course, Dean Johnson. So I'm getting to yeah. this point where anytime he's in an episode, I yeah. really like him. 
Um, can I he's can also just point out, uh, Kaylee, you've probably heard, has been extremely vocal this episode. Yes. Uh, she is now determined that we will not pay attention to her. And she is, uh, those of you watching the video can see, she is just passed out on the floor. She is dramatically she is, laying behind my chair. She is pouting right yeah. now is what's happening. Yeah. Real bad. It's so hard being a Kaylee. No one will pay attention to her. Yeah. Um. So I know you haven't added anything to your rankings in a while. Uh-huh. Um, well, first we have to add this one indeed. And I forgot two indeeds last episode, so we're okay. actually up. We're going to crank this up to 21. Yeah, our um, indeeds can drink now. Uh, <laughs> indeeds can drink. I think, Grace. Oh, boy. You're going to add something to your top five lists next week. Oh, boy. Next week is an episode called Changeling. Which, is it star Angelina Jolie in a shitty movie? No. Okay. But because, uh, for those of you, we, wa- we watch next episode right after we record. Uh, so I will tell you this, Grace. Y- you know who wrote this episode. I do? Yes. Do I know right now? Uh-uh. <gasps> well, you know the, the it's an actor on Stargate. This next episode is written by Mr. Christopher Judge. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yes, it's. I have a hunch it's going to go on your top five for the season. Well, for I'm a, sure. I'm already intrigued. Yes. We know how much... The word changeling itself has me pretty excited. Uh-huh. Because I like lore and creepy things uh-huh. and fun stuff. So let's see what this changeling it's, is. I love this next episode. Well, let's one of my see. favorites. No, I'm excited. Let's do this. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that is about it. Um, no new Patreons this week. Um, no news to report. No, we are still, for those Patreon uh, patrons on Patreon, we are rolling along on the plans for the Stargate RPG. The notes, guys. Uh, I've got the prologue written. Yeah. Uh, which is fun because I'm trying to find ways to keep this canon. Yeah. Even though I don't know the whole canon. Well, what's, So this will be fun. Yeah. it's So we're uh, we're planning the first first season, if you will. What, first what episode. It is, it's, it's, yeah. It's an... It, uh, It'll be an episode. The way it's going to play out is, is one journey through the gate. Yeah. If you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be fun times. Uh, I don't want to share too much because I don't want the Nixie to know either. Yeah, I can't um, know. I think we know our players, though. I think we, it's we okay have to the, share that. We have the players. Um, yeah, it is going to be uh, Grace is DMing. Yay me. Um, I the team will be me. Um, boyfriend. not not my boyfriend Jesse, but boyfriend Jesse, <laughs> friend Amanda, and brother Matt. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes because we have two Stargate aficionados uh-huh. and two D&D aficionados. Yep. And for those who are interested, um, I will be converting it from the Roll20 into 5e edition yeah. of D&D just because it's a system that I know a little better. And the, me- so the, mechanics, the mechanics I know the, better. Yeah, the mechanics that come with the Stargate RPG are a little... It's like, listen, I'm already having to read through and understand. Yeah. It's my first time ever DMing. Yeah. Which is so another thing. There's already enough to do on yeah. top of learning another gaming system. It's just easier to convert the gaming system. Right. And it's not going to affect play that much. No. And it's, re- yeah, it's really just a way to understand what we're rolling for. So yeah. there will be a little bit of like, you know, changing what stats mean. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and we've got a couple of fun things. Thank you to one of our uh, listeners for their gold yes! arrogance feat. The gold arrogance feat. I forgot who tweeted that to us. Uh, I will find it, and I will find it, and it will take me half a second uh, because because I literally sent you a picture of it. Yes. Uh, 
Reginald Q Summer Squash (laughs) (laughs) on Twitter at Tom from HR. Yeah. Uh, so I will be using gold arrogance, and I cannot take credit for it. Uh, so credit to to Tom from HR on Twitter for uh, the feed gold arrogance. So yeah, we're gonna not sure who's gonna get it yet. We'll we're see. we're going to uh, work on creating our characters, and that's always a a messy, long drawn out system. So we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna do that our, off air. We're just yeah. gonna start right into getting into into the program. But the we will give before we when we start finally playing before anything happens, we'll fully introduce all our characters. Yes, and we'll so. make sure that you guys know who they are. Yeah. Got it. Alrighty. Um, I think that's it for us. You can find <gasps> us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. You can find us um, on Facebook. I, I, we did this in the backwards order. I'm sorry. At <laughs> Facebook.com slash I don't know. No place like Terra. Facebook just yeah. search There's No Place Like Terra. Yes. And you can email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. On, t- uh, on Patreon at <laughs> Patreon.com slash some place like Tara. We've completely fucked Lesson up our Lesson learned. We are not allowed to go in backwards order. Apparently our lives are completely changed. Appar- yeah, apparently we don't know any information. <laughs> Other than the, just the pieces we say. Um, and again, if you are watching Westworld, check out... Uh, oh, for geek's sake. Yeah, for geek's sake, Dream of Delos, um, which is part of their main feed. Um, and so I was on last the, week. The podcast is for geek's sake. And yes. the name of the episode is Dream of Delos? No. Oh, so they they basically have their Westworld podcast, which is oh. called Dream of Delos. In their main, there's no place like uh, there's uh, no place like. Uh, they, so they're in the mean, for geeks' sake feed, yes, there's a podcast called Dream of Delos, yeah, which so is specific to Westworld. Yeah, it's like they Got put it. out two podcasts a week. Got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a lot of podcasts. I know. So if you look up for geeks' sake, I was on last week, and I'll be on again this week. Listen to a Nixie. Listen okay. to a Nixie. Uh, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.